Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. Today, we have Walter Stephen Heaty. Stick around. You don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. I am so happy today to welcome Walter Geating, and he is from Missouri, which I'm very familiar with because I used to live in the Iliamo area, which is Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, where they all merged together. And so this is a very lovely part of the country that I have uh, hold near and dear to my heart, especially many visits to Branson and, and the Lake of the Ozark area. So I feel like I'm gone back home from North Carolina to Missouri now. So excellent. Welcome, welcome. And uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background because I find it to be very colorful. Uh, which part of my background do you want me to start at? Well, how far back do you want to go? Okay, I was born in Washington, D.C. My father was an FBI agent, and uh, I came from Virginia home to Missouri. All my people are from McDonald County, which is the very southwestern county in Missouri, and uh, I've lived here ever since. I bought my uh, cabin on the river, and I named it Solitaire after I grew up which is the name of my uh, writing establishment now. Uh, In between that time, I was a non-traditional student, went to college, went to law school, graduated law school when I was 45, went into prosecution, uh, prosecuted for eight years, went into private practice, practiced uh, private practice for 18 years, got tired of the uh, heartache and the stress and the horrors of law, and uh, thought I needed a softer life and something that I graduated with a degree in uh, English anyway. My bachelor's in English and the spoken and written word has always been my love. So I uh, went into what I've always wanted to do and I write now full time. Wonderful, wonderful. So that's it, interesting, you know, your background to me and, and law actually and uh, writing do really go hand in hand because when you are you know on the defense or prosecution whichever end you're on you have to be able to use the gift of words you absolutely do so you've got to be analytical and you've got to be able to express yourself absolutely so I could see that really is a nice blend um, to be to be able to um, have that talent in in both areas so now you can work being full-time as a writer. And how many years have you been doing that? Uh, writing? My mother said I wrote my first poem when I was seven. She said it was dark. And I always figured, how dark can a seven-year-old be? <laughs> <laughs> I have written, I've got a full volume of poetry out there, which is scraps of paper that I wrote my entire life. And uh, when I started collecting them all together, I found that I had you know, a full volume hundreds of them and I publish them it's called pictures of life but so I've uh, technically I've been writing my entire life oh I wrote my first novel when uh oh it's I think I finished it in 2016 
Okay. And that's a trilogy, and it's it's been published. And now I'm on my fourth uh, volume of my second series called Endless Times. Okay. And what kind of a theme does your novel go by? I'm the first one, Colony. I, I also raise bees for a hobby, and uh, the first trilogy. Uh, high, my hypothesis is what happens to the world when the bees disappear? Because I had a couple hives disappear. Well, if you're into bees at all, you know that they pollinate uh, well over a third of Earth's crops mm -hmm. and uh, up to 90% of the wild crops. Well, the Earth is going to implode. Uh, the, the, we as a breadbasket won't feed the world anymore and the starving people will come after the people without. Eventually, the world will die. And that's what the three books are about. And creationism oh, yeah. figures in a big part of it. And then it goes into science fiction. So, which is my love. I love science fiction. Yes, me too. That sounds very interesting. I used to work for a beekeeping company. And so I learned a little bit about bees and found them, found it fascinating. So they are fascinating. If you've ever watched them, the, the, the workers will do a little dance on it in the front of the hive and two of them will be going, oh, there's food over here. And two of them will be going, well, there's pollen over there. And the queen's going 10,000 there and 8,000 there. And uh, the little boogers do it. You know, it's just, yeah. it's fascinating. Do you still have bees? I do. Well, great. I got, uh, I harvested 13 gallon last year. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So I, my wife and I eat honey exclusively. We try to eat no sugar now with the holidays just passed, we do eat some sugar, but we're getting back away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Holidays are always a time to forgive yourself afterward and get back to normal again. Correct. So, yeah. So I'm going to share my screen and show your website here. One second. Here we go. You have a beautiful website. Thank you. It yeah. took a little bit of work putting that together. What you're looking at, those bluffs, I have a cabin on a, a river down here called Elk River, and those are the bluffs right up above my cabin. Oh, okay. That's a gorgeous looking area. And of course, um, that's me sitting in Waffle Hut drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Waffle House, that's a big thing around here. And I see you're on social media on Facebook and Instagram. And what is that symbol in the middle? I'm going to uh, ignorant. TikTok. TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I've not gotten into the TikTok fight yet. It's uh, a lot for, geared for young people. Uh, it's uh, a crazy <laughs> engine. <laughs> kind of like very hyper version of everything else. Yeah. This is my... The pictures of life are my uh, what I call rhyming mind pictures. God gave me the gift to uh, take a scrap of word or anything. And if I write it down at any point in my life, I can look at that word and come up with the rhymes to and remember what I wrote about. The upper picture is my grandpa and me. That's Walter Raymond Asher and Walter Stephen Geating. The okay. second picture on the left is my father, Orrin Geating, and my son. Walter Eric Geating. The third picture on the bottom right is me, Grandpa Walter Stephen Geating, and my grandson, Walter Grant Geating. Oh, the picture of life, the circle always turns. It sure does. It sure does. And these are some of your other books. And a dedication to Christmas. Wow. This is <laughs> over the last 20 to 25 years, 
I wrote a traditional Christmas poem for my family. And when we'd gather around the table, I would read our Christmas poems. And when I was collecting all my scraps, I came up with all these Christmas poems. So I put it together in a little, little Christmas volume. Nice. I like that. And when I click the buy now, I notice it takes me to Amazon. So right. On Amazon. So great. Or Kindle. Kindle. Okay. And um, I also see that you have a blog on here. I do. I I write a blog and I do a poem with my blog every week. That's wonderful. I'm trying to, to do a poem a day for the new year and do some more submitting than I have in the past. All right. Speaking of poetry, how about you share with us your beautiful words? Sure. What Do you want me to start somewhere? You just jump in wherever you wish. All right. I'm going to start out with Moonblind. A uh, little bit of background on Moonblind. I live out in the country. I mean, very rural. And I always take a walk and uh, commune with God before daylight with my dogs. Have no close neighbors. And it's a country road. And I feels that's as close as I ever feel to God at that point very personal and uh, this I was look, walking along one day and I looked up in there you know the uh, west and the moon was starting to set and it was so bright I had to shade my eyes and this is moon blind okay walking directly into the light shading my eyes because moon is so bright all in all such a beautiful sight at six in the morning I'm moon blind Road paved with brilliance, scan at her sea, warm in the thought, just dogs God and me, strolling at dawn in the land of the free, such a fine place to become moon blind. Prayers are all done, turn around at the post, light in the east signals wake up to most, with folks still in bed, safe, warm as toast, so few have the chance to go moon blind. Yeah, that is so beautiful. You know, I, I really like the the short, simple um, of your poem, but yet you really are concise with your verb, you with your word. You know, you really have a tight poem there. And I really, I really like that. You know, we Thank can you. say so much in so few words. That's, that's really beautiful. And you want me to carry on? I would love for you to carry on. All right. This next one is called Carrier Title. And uh, it's, I thought about my life and the tough times and the good times that I've been through. And, uh, you know, it seems like sometimes life is a whole lot of hard times strung together with little pieces of good times. But in the end, you're almost responsible for who you are and what you are. And, uh, you know, I, I've always said when people are talking to me, you know, if you dig a ditch or if you're the president, do you dig a good ditch? Are you a good president? That's your title. You know, and you're you're born into life naked. You leave naked. The only thing you take with you is your word. And, uh, you know, are, are you courageous enough to step out? Do you work for the other guy? Regardless, do you do good work? Your title. And this is how you carry your title. Label for jobs or positions had, lauded for good, libeled for bad. Branded for happy from those who are sad, deep down inside you carry your title. 
Go on your own or work for the man. Beat your own drum or march with a band. Try hard for folks or do least that you can from the hearts where you carry your title. Come into this world with naught but your word, envied, made fun of from deeds done or heard. Burdened by life or mind free as a bird in the ends where you carry your title. Amen to that. So true. I wonder if we were to sit down and ask people what their title is, you know, what, what would it would be it'd be curious. And and you're right. I, I would love to do that, you know. Absolutely. Some some people, you know, I, I find it sad that a lot of people go through life and they really don't have any end goal in sight. And our young people today are so lost. They have we always had the American dream to look forward to, and the American dream slipping away. It's sad. Uh, my my kids are still traditional family. They still they're married, and you know they're still married to each other, and they're doing good. And uh, you know it's it's wonderful, but that but the lifestyle is slipping away, and America needs to grab onto that and hold on to it to stay America. Yeah, yeah, yes changed a lot for sure it has i'm still kind of the old school person you know and i try to keep up with what's going on um but again. try growing up the uh, son of an fbi agent <laughs> it was really true there's no my dad wanted to kill me part of the time i had to leave for a few years but uh, well, my father was military time. so i'm kind of oh, you, you had to toe the line too <laughs> yeah all right i've got another one all right. This was uh, when I was prosecuting attorney. As uh, as a prosecutor, you know, I, I was a non-traditional student. And like I said, I graduated from law school when I was 44, 45. And uh, as a prosecutor, you deal with the worst 10% of people 90% of the time. And your brain warps. Eventually, you're thinking everyone's guilty, you know, and uh, they're not. There's always two sides to a coin. And uh, policemen, you have no friend as a prosecuting attorney. The policemen are all conviction-oriented, and uh, they want a conviction. And the people are mad at you because you're prosecuting them at all. So you never have anybody that's ever satisfied. After many years as an elected prosecutor, I became a private attorney. And uh, Long ago in another life, when I had a lot of hair, I had a ponytail. Now I have a little ponytail. But uh, I, when I became a private attorney, I said, you know, when I was young, I had long hair and I didn't have anything to prove. Didn't care to prove anything. And now, after being a prosecuting attorney, I've proved everything to myself. I don't have to prove anything to anybody anymore. I know who I am and what I am. And I, I became free, a load lifted off my body and, and my mind, and uh, life became softer, where prosecution aged me. Now, as a private attorney, and, and now I've went into writing, but I turned down thousands and thousands of dollars for cases I didn't like. I, absolutely, if there was a sex crime case, it didn't walk in my door. I, I, and uh, so I took what I believed in, no more being what I personally hated. And 
I just realized that the circle started turning. I was becoming me again. So I wrote this poem called, I was older then as prosecutor. Let my hair grow out or what's still left. I'm sure some see me and think it's sand. For I shaved close as prosecutor. Lord knows I was so much older then. A ponytail where I now to court. In younger days, just didn't dare. Though I had ponytail long ago, back in the times when there was more hair. Life was so much sweeter to me. More time to dodge, grip, grime and din. Work long hours in filth and violence. God, I was so much older then. I like that. It's, a, it's amazing how much we grow and change and come into ourselves in life. If we're fortunate enough to, to have the length of life to come to that realization. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, you have a name for your um, where you live called Solitaire. Now, tell me Solitaire. about that. How you came up with that? Solitaire is a cabin on Elk River. And I was down there and it was funny. I uh, bought this place and I, I needed a place to get away and become sane. And I thought, you know, this is, and I'd go down there and all my worries would fall away from me. And I've had this place for 40 years now. And I uh, thought, you know, this is truly my diamond in the rough. This is solitaire. And uh, to this day, I mean, I go down there anytime and uh, it, it heals me. Mm -hmm. It's a catharsis for all the problems that I have in the world. Nice. And I actually wrote a poem for solitaire, you know, at, uh, and if I can remember it, I'll even recite that one for you. <laughs> if you got time. I've got time. Let's see. Uh, born, in the country, born in the city to a lawman, brought home by God's grace, raised in the country owned by no man, of the city there is no trace. Four wives, four kids, some broken hearts. You learn all that you can. My heart is in the country. I am a river man. It's peaceful here and quiet. That's when the river talks. Birds chime in, leaves brush time on solitary walks. I work up in the town now, return whenever I can. Solitaire is my heart's delight. I am a river man. My theme. I like that. I like that a lot. I've been so living I named the my river, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would like to share? I have one more thought that I uh, put down about two months ago mm -hmm. on one of my blogs, and I'd like to share it with you if you've got a few minutes. Absolutely. This is called Women Carry the Weight. Okay. And I'm going to read this short blog to you, and then I'll, I'll read the poem that goes with it. All right. This came out of the blue as I walked just before daylight the other morning. Have you ever thought how much a woman does in a relationship? Nowadays, it's even worse. Most of the time, it's a double-job family situation. Add kids to the mix. Who does most of the homemaking? Come on, be honest. It's the woman. This is for you unsung workers doing two jobs, trying to stay on top of it all and be amazing. 
Thank you. This is Women Carry the Weight. Into my thoughts through fast clearing grayness, while east dawn chases dark west, night lies in state. To generations of men, we're bosses. Home pressure, no way. Women carry weight. Children come, men work, no time for home stress. Watch kids cook meals, but be always built plate. Payload crushing, strain held in, you smile. Saddled, sometimes helpless, hard to think straight. In spite, move forward, you're of consequence. Then, woman love me, don't mind mental state. Laden means little, I'm paying the bills. Life sets on you, woman carries the weight. Reality, women of great moment, important. You're not made to subjugate. The clout within brings infinite strength. Balancing act, hard to articulate. Man who does not notice significance fails ounce for ounce in her goal to equate. Loses his credit to one keeping count. Honor best friend, women carry the weight. Wonderful. What a wonderful tribute. It's really beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on here today. It's been very enjoyable. Feel free to come back anytime. I would love to. Thank you for having me. I've, I've enjoyed this. Thank you. Well, you have a wonderful rest of your day, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Come back again soon. Would you like to be on our podcast? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and we'll get back to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day.